happy Sunday. I'm just, I'm still trying to get my life together, y'all. But I had a good day yesterday all by myself. I went to the mall. I got me 18 candles. I got me eight. Did I get eight or seven? No, seven pieces of free people clothing. You may not know about free people. It's not like really, really expensive, but it's pretty fucking expensive. Um, especially for just your average person who doesn't have a lot of money. But anyways, Dillard's had their already marked 65% off free people clothing, an additional 50%. So I got seven pieces of free people clothing, six shirts, one and one dress for $80, y'all. That was like that was a boss move frugal flow over here but anyways i got on here because i have i'm having another like like i'm finally understanding why i am the way i am and that i do have that we all have the power to change our thought our thoughts um like, and I, I'm, I want y'all to hear um, this because I think it'll, like I, like I said, I'm not great at articulating shit. Um, but I'm so grateful that I'm able to hear it and I'm able to understand it um, and see how it applies to me. But it was, I don't know if I talked about it yesterday. Um, it was that Danica Patrick Pretty Intense podcast. And it's the part two of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And um, I'm just going to let it play. And then I'm going to discuss or or talk about what I got from it. Um, Part of all of it, which is, you know, it's it's within it all because it all really comes from the mind. But one thing I think that is so intriguing is 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 how you explain the addictive nature of stress because it is so true and i am a victim of it myself of how you just repeat a thought over and over again and then you know this this victim mentality or this um this negative thought you you like a like a like a macgyver go to war and you'll find every bit of evidence to support that thought because you want to be right right justified or not justified or not absolutely i just need the evidence (laughs) i will search high and low but justified or not uh Evidence or not, uh, valid or not, it's going to weaken your brain and body mm. because the body can't live in an emergency like that. So when people start to realize the arousal, the rush of those chemicals and the arousal of that energy, let's just say it begins, we become junkies. Mm. And people use the problems and the conditions in their life to reaffirm their conditioning or addiction to that emotion. That means they become addicted to the life they don't even like, mm-hmm. right? But they don't know that they're doing that. They're just looking for the next knee jerk to produce the arousal because it makes them wake up for a moment. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you begin to direct blood flow out of the forebrain, out of the thinking brain, the rational brain, and into the hind brain, the reactive brain. So people then, you can turn on that stress response just by thought alone, thinking about your problems, and yeah. you can become addicted to your own thoughts. When you when you explain that as being a, um, 
an, ad- an addiction. It makes sense because you're like, why would I want to think a bad thought? I don't know, because you're addicted to it. Yeah. Like it creates a hormone, a rush. Exactly. And that was like an epiphany of like, oh, no wonder. No wonder you go to that thought because it, it triggers something within the body that you're you're addicted to. Sure. And it, and it feels good, right? Are you saying that it feels good? It feels good to feel bad sometimes. It feels good well, to feel bad sometimes. Well, it's an addiction. If I saw you unhappy yeah. or I saw you angry, I said, hey, Danica, why don't you stop being unhappy? Yeah. Why don't you stop suffering? Why don't you stop being angry? <laughs> You'd say, are you kidding me? Let me tell you all the reasons why I am this way. Let me go down that path. Yeah, let let's me just go. deep. Let me deepen those uh, transmitters. <laughs> let me make a few more here. But, but it's, it's, a, it's an important thing to realize because the antithesis is also very important, which means... Let's say you're addicted to anything. Yeah. What's going to happen? The, well, addiction is when your body's become the mind. When you've you've taken something to change your internal state, right? And you rely on that outer thing to change your inner state. So now all of a sudden, let's say you're addicted to, I don't know, coffee or sugar or alcohol, whatever. And you said, today I'm going to stop having this sugar this, this and this coffee. And you come into my office and I'm sitting there. I got a big cup of coffee there. I got a big sugar donut. I got powder all around my mouth. I say, hey, you want a little bit? If your body has been conditioned in, in that state, it will, listen to this, it will begin to talk to your mind. It'll say, come on, take a bite. What's yeah. wrong? It's just a little bite. You know, you start tomorrow. He's having some. Yeah. You would be assaulted with those thoughts. Yeah. Your body's driving your mind. That's not your mind. You said... Two hours earlier, you were gonna you were gonna stop. So then, if your if your body's doing that, then the next thing that happens is is you start imaging. Your body starts autonomically, automatically, physiologically starts to produce digestive juices, starts to salivate. Ah. It's already in the experience, right? Ah. And that's where the person gets yeah. that tug of war, right? So then you break the addiction to coffee and sugar. You come in my office and I'm drinking a cup of joe and I have a big uh, donut. You would want it or not want it. So then mm. what's the significance of that? Let's just say that you're antagonistic and you're bitter and you're judgmental. That's the person's personality. And they get a rush off of that. And all of a sudden they say, no more blaming, no more complaining, no more judgment, no talking trash, but no more gossip. Yeah. I'm going to stop today. Yeah. Well, goes really well for the first two hours and the body's going like, hey, you're off schedule. Usually check emails around 10 o'clock and judge everybody. <laughs> you're just going to stop that all of a sudden. So yeah. person sits in their meditation now. Listen to this. Every time they're sitting in their meditation, they're already in, they're already in the habit of thinking and feeling that way. And so they're sitting there mm. in meditation. The first 10 minutes goes by, and all of a sudden they start getting frustrated. They start getting impatient. Ah, they become aware that they're doing it. They don't quit. They stop. They return back to the present moment. They relax their body and unfold back into the moment. Guess what? That's a victory. Yeah. Then they say, oh, uh, the body wants to get up because it's been programmed to be busy and wants to move, and you become aware your body wants to do that. A person who's programmed like this on autopilot to do the same exact thing every day in routine, they've lost their free will to a program, and their body's dragging them into that future. Yeah. So now, the body's so strong it's wanting to move. You, hey, 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 come back here. You keep returning it back to the present moment. That's another victory. You keep doing this like training an animal. The body is just going to realize it's no longer the mind. And in that moment, there'll be a liberation of energy. That's when the Mm. body finally surrenders, right? Mm. That's super important because that's a release of energy. And now that's available energy for the person to heal with. That's available energy now they can use to design a new future. The body's literally letting go of the fear, letting go of the aggression, letting go of the anger, letting go of all those emotional states. And so now what's the significance of that? 
So now you lowered the volume to that emotion, return yeah. back to your life. Just like the sugar uh, uh, donut and yeah. coffee, you, you broke the addiction, you're gonna have no tug. There you are in front of your boss, in front of your ex, in front of your greatest adversary that threw you under the bus. <laughs> and now you sit in the presence of them instead of autonomically, automatically, physiologically returning into the old state. You've mastered that emotion, you broke the addiction. You'll see a part of you that you used to be, that you no longer are, and you'll no longer have an aversion. You'll just understand that person's suffering. Now, that's freedom. That means you no longer belong to your past. Now you're free. You're, you belong to the future, and people do that. Projection, mirroring, all these concepts were so foreign to me years ago, and now you understand. You just said you'll see, some, you'll see yourself in someone, and um, I think that's, uh, those are also powerful uh, concepts to understand that the way we treat someone is because of our own insecurity and um, and uh, and then you'll also see yourself in other people so this is the way it is I mean unhappy people who are unhappy will try to make other people unhappy yeah it's just what they do people who are miserable to themselves will be miserable to others people who constantly judge themselves yeah. will constantly judge others uh, people who are abusive to themselves will be abusive to others. Right. People who are happy with Why themselves. Why do we do that? Well, because there, we're back to the addiction. When you're happy with yourself, you're happy with others. When you love yourself, you love others. When you're grateful for who you are and what you've done, you're grateful with others. You do it to people you love. Well, yeah, because you know why. Because we're back to that knee-jerk chemical reaction that gives the arousal to the brain. People are not conscious they're doing that. They're, they're just doing it because it's no different than dropping a little heroin, a little, little Valium into the bloodstream. Oh, there I go. I'm back. Okay. So I know that was uh, pretty long. And if you stayed with me, I appreciate you. And if you didn't, that's fine too, because this is my diary and it's for me. And hopefully one day when my kids or my grandkids want to know who their grandmother was and all that she was, crazy, wonderful, good heart, all of those things, because I know that I have those things, which is why I have such a, like, which is why I struggle with why am I so stuck. But this helped me understand that, like, um... Well, first of all, the fact that I'm, I mean, I'm an addict. I was addicted to opioids and I, I have an addictive personality. I, I get addicted to things pretty like, like I have to, even though I'm not addicted to opiates like I was before, when I get around them, I can't say no. It doesn't matter what kind of, like Tylenol 3, which, and, and I know it's not going to do anything. Like I still sit there and I take them. Um, and I never understood, like, why, why can't I stop? I know I need to, but this helps me to understand because not only was I addicted to, I'm also apparently and unknowingly addicted to that feeling that I'm always feeling, right? Like that, that I, I'm always seem to be in a state of when is the other shoe going to drop? like this never just being able to be at peace with where I'm at even when it's good and it is um and still struggling with that feeling but he helped me to understand that like um that I can stop myself and I can sit there and I can 
because it was it like when he spoke about it, uh, like especially about the part where um, about meditating and like I I think I've talked about this before. Like I can't sit there and meditate. When he said it's because your your body is used to feeling those feelings like you always have to be in action like you always have to be doing something even though I'm never getting anything accomplished because I'm always in that state of having to move so I can't stop and focus on whether it's cleaning and and I'll have those moments and and then I'll be good but if I if I stray from that path of like every day I have to get up and I have to clean the house or every day if I go and stay with Cameron for a day or I have to go work for Andrew like it throws me off and it takes me weeks to get back on track and it's it's frustrating it's it's it can make me feel hopeless sometimes but he I'm hoping that what I learned from listening to this today is that I can stop and I can bring myself back to the current moment and calm myself down and and say, you know, like, no, what are we getting done today? Let's focus on that. And that every time I continuously do that, like my mind will realize that my body and my mind aren't the same. And I like what he said, like, like that th- those will be victories. And once I continue to do it and I practice it, I will be able to change and I'm praying that that's true, but I feel like it will be. I just have to be very like conscious all the time and stop myself from just getting off track. Like even when I was doing this earlier, right? I had set a timer for my bed to clean my room for 30 minutes. Cameron called me, so that threw me off, Um, but I got right back on it after I got off the phone with her. Then the timer went off and I came to reset it. And I saw my coloring book with my watercolors and I was like, ooh, that'll be fun. And I was like, no, bitch, stop yourself. What are you doing? Go back to what you're supposed to be doing and finish. And I did. And hopefully that's really all it'll be is just stopping myself and getting back on track and not allowing my overthinking brain or body or whatever the fuck I'm addicted to that makes those feelings like I'll be able to stop it so yeah that's my thought for today I hope everybody has a good Sunday I'm hoping the next time I get on here I'm able to say that my house was clean I don't know I'm hoping no bitch stop hoping you're gonna do this shit yes ma'am you are yes you got this happy Sunday